Hello, and welcome to our first episode of Underscore, a new podcast in which we discuss fashion, sports, movies, music, and culture. I'm Jacob Pellegrino, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Shabazz Babul and Abhinav Rama. Good morning. All right, so let's jump right into it um, with sports. I know soccer just started. Uh, a lot of people have been posting about it. The English Premier League came back uh, on the 17th, which was really nice. I know I, for one, was very excited having my boys back. Man City took a dub, so I was very happy. They also announced that Champion League, Champions League is coming back in August, which is great to know. Um, you know, other leagues are trying to restart. The NBA is still trying to finish their season. Uh, but uh, some players have been against it, and I'm sure my co-hosts have also heard that players like Kyrie Irving have been uh, speaking out against the restart happening in Orlando because they want to focus on the uh, Black Lives Matter movement that's currently going on. So uh, how do you all feel about that? I, I personally don't understand where Kyrie's coming from, and I know a lot of analysts share that with me. I think uh, Orlando provides a bigger stage for these NBA players to really talk about what they need to with uh, their social aspects as being famous athletes. And uh, they can also play some basketball, you know, earn their checks because again these guys this is their job they need their money yeah yeah i think by being there in the public eye which they will be when they're playing again they can really get their views to more people who probably might not follow them as much when they're just staying home well i mean i kind of understand where they're coming from with the whole like idea like being preoccupied with like the season will kind of limit their ability to speak out against this stuff so like putting them out in the public eye, I guess, like in front of all those people playing ball games versus like them being out in the public eye, speaking out against all these like injustices currently being committed. So I kind of feel like it's a double-edged sword in where they get more publicity, sure, but at the same time, they also can't devote as much time and attention as they can right now, you know? Yeah, that's Absolutely. true. And I think, I think they might be kind of thinking of it like the Roman Colosseum, if you bring it back. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was really... Yeah. It's just the sports and recreation to watch to placate the masses mm-hmm. so that they don't yeah. actually look at well, what's happening. One thing I want to bring up in connection to the English Premier League and even other uh, European soccer leagues coming back is that they've used their stage to actually aid with the Black Lives Matter movement. You've seen uh, We've seen uh, English teams, the Premier League teams, actually replacing their names on jerseys with Black Lives Matter. They also take a moment of silence that's aired on TV pregame for not only victims of like social injustice and Black Lives Matter, but they also do it for uh, coronavirus victims. So I think that's something the NBA could definitely look into, like having that moment of silence and having that recognition. Um, in 2014, there was uh, the, I can't, the original I Can't Breathe campaign done by a bunch of NBA players where they wore black shirts that said, I can't breathe on it. So I think, I think the NBA's, I mean, obviously it's not new. If any league is new to like talking about social injustice is the NFL, because we all know they don't do anything about it. Uh, But (laughs) the NBA has dealt with things like this before. And I think playoffs, especially NBA playoffs at a time like this, it's much needed for like social morale, but also provides these guys with a stage where they can really, really do some work. I feel like the NFL creates its own conspiracy, so they don't really need to go delving into other people's. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're shady. Oh yeah, for um, sure. 
with basketball though, the WNBA has already agreed to a restart, and they're they're coming back full fledged. They're running a shorter season, um, but they're doing it. They've agreed. No players have joined Kyrie Irving's thing. and people. Kyrie Irving, if you look on social media, this man is getting clowned left and right for what he's been saying. And it's not that what he's saying it's bad. It's the context of what he's saying because not only is he not playing in playoffs either way, so it makes him seem like a sore loser. The, the man's injured. He's not going to play. But he's also taking away from other players, not only on his team, but players like LeBron James, who's arguably the most outspoken athlete of our generation. Um, he hasn't said anything about this. He hasn't agreed. He hasn't disagreed with Kyrie, but he hasn't agreed with Kyrie either. And that's that's kind of your measuring stick for the NBA when it comes down to it, right? It's like, what's LeBron doing? Patrick Beverly the point guard for the LA Clippers even said it. He said, Braun isn't saying anything, so we're playing basketball. So there's the whole thing with Kyrie. We also know that Kyrie hasn't been in the best mental state these last few years. Um, he's dealt with a lot of loss, and he's moved around quite a bit in the NBA. He hasn't produced like he did when he was in Cleveland. So that's also something to look at. Mm-hmm. I think just for people... I mean, like, with everybody getting stir-crazy and some rises in domestic crimes, having that sort of outlet for emotions in sports would be really useful. I mean, really for any sports that might be starting back up. Like, I, mean, I think it just brings back some level of normalcy where you can see that. Especially, I mean, Shabazz, you and I were talking about earlier the projected fans they've been doing for some of the soccer games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in the uh, Italian league, specifically in this these recent Coppa Italia matches, they've been projecting fans into arenas, and uh, also TV networks are injecting fan noise into game so that people at home, of course the players can't hear it, but people at home can hear it and feel like there's actually a sports environment um, in the Premier League, they're still playing music, and they're actually injecting uh, things like that into the game to make it seem more realistic. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, another sport that's already been back is UFC's been back for, I think, probably close to a month now. Um, again, UFC's this is less fans and less people at the matches for like coaching, and obviously there's only two fighters, but they've resumed very successfully. Um, in fact, they've been able to capitalize on the quarantine by announcing Fight Island. It's one of the best fight cards that I've seen in uh, in a while. It's three title matches, and it's all taking place on an island off the coast of uh, Dubai. So it, they're really embracing this whole this whole isolation theme, and I, I think they're doing the best job with it so far. That's interesting. I haven't heard of anyone else doing anything different i mean there were talks for mlb of doing like a grapefruit league and a mm-hmm. cactus league but yeah. they didn't end up doing any of that stuff and there's something's actually really down for that now yeah Arizona I, bubble and the grapefruit league it, it was gonna be great um the nba been, took it nba is doing the orlando bubble now so uh, disney's making money hmm. honestly like here's something i think is super important it's kind of sad to like for, for honestly for me to realize that like People being, like, forced inside their homes and, like, forced to interact with themselves, like, they can't really go outside. It's kind of crazy, like, how much it's driven them insane, you know? 
And like back in the day, it's something like th- this is basically like what life used to be. You know, we couldn't like escape to our phones, or like we couldn't escape to like video games and stuff. And now everyone like hates each other all of a sudden. It- it's like I mean, insane that people need an excuse to like go crazy. Was a lot lower back then, so that's <laughs> true. But, you know, at least they had fun. You know, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I I have to say I'm not on the strictest quarantine lockdown. Like I go outside. I go out, um, I get food and things like that. Yeah. Um, but, like, I've, I've kind of enjoyed... I, we all have those moments where we go kind of crazy and we just need to get outside. But uh, I, I've kind of liked it. It's kind of nice. Oh, yeah, and spending this much time with my family, I don't think I would have unless I was forced like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Especially at our age. Like, how many times do we really just hang out with our family? Oh, anymore? yeah. Yeah, you for know? sure. Yeah, and it's completely dropped off, like, in recent years. Like, yeah. Complete, like, people have completely well, lost, like, what it means to, like, like, be with family at this point. Yeah, like, know, I, I miss concerts and stuff, but, like, yeah, I, I kind of yeah. enjoy the... I miss my like, Mavs games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta take some enjoyment in the lack of... I mean, there's just so much less going on. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a break. I mean, like, I'll end up... I work from home right now on my computer but you know when i have my when i take off for lunch i mean my dad works from home too so we'll just like put on an episode of bojack horseman that's such a good show that is such a a great show i think will is a fantastic voice actor but that's oh yeah i mean he's pretty much just job but a horse exactly i love job (laughs) i love job dude job is amazing oh my god oh yeah man yeah so like i don't know my consensus on the situation is that people need to like grow up and deal with the situation like accordingly, you know. Instead yeah, of like going speaking crazy. Of, uh, speaking of people growing up, MLB con- Commissioner Manfred <laughs> needs to grow up. <laughs> yeah, he can't. First, you're saying it's gonna happen, then it's not gonna happen. I he mean, they should have had that. He stuff. said he was a hundred percent sure. Oh, that yeah. it would happen. He didn't just say it was gonna. Ha- he said, "I am a hundred percent confident." That it's gonna happen, and now he's saying he's not confident in it happening, and it's hilarious. Man, they should have had this stuff down by like July 4th as an American thing. I mean, when the flu pandemic was happening, like the you know similar level to this, even less precautions and everything, they played baseball in masks. They got that stuff done for like. And they can't. Okay, baseball, you're practically standing six feet apart from everyone yeah. else. Yeah, I mean, like, true. There's. You just there's, expand the dugouts a little bit, and you could do it. Just do it without fans. Yeah, It'd you're be pretty easy. much wearing gloves, anyways. I mean, like, yeah. how how are the owners trying to make it seem like the players are the bad guys here? They're yeah. paying the players prorated salaries based on the game played. Salaries they agreed to. When they were like, oh, this is a great player. I'm going to spend a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. I mean, like, it's this is the same, same amount. It's just it's just for, per game. It's just you get your game checks. Instead of 162, you're getting 70. I mean, this is the same excuse they used to use before free agency, where they just said they were losing money every season. Yeah. When clearly they weren't. I mean, they wouldn't even, the players would have considered taking less money if they put out evidence they were losing stuff, but no. I mean, at this point, you really have to think about if baseball is even going to survive, honestly, if in years, in future years. Even, honestly, even with a shorter season, I, I don't know how it's going to pan out. Um, 
we've seen Twitter rise with a in the MLB realm because a bunch of players have been to, uh, they've been openly tweeting about joining other leagues. Like joining Bryce Harper tweeted at the Eagles and said, "Sign me up," you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. I, some of these guys can't be two sport athletes. I wouldn't put it past them to do that. Mike Trout's a big dude. I can see him oh, play yeah. linebacker for any LA team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean, this was their opportunity to get more fans. If they had put out baseball before any other sport, oh, I mean, people yeah. were watching Korean baseball where oh, the teams yeah. are LG, Kia, hey, and Samsung. Hey, hey, Korean baseball goes hard. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> Right. It's the same thing, just with worse players. Yeah, and like... Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, hey. Let's calm down there, buddy. All right, let's be honest. I watched... Okay, I watched the most... The two... Some of the two most irrelevant teams in the English Premier League. I watched them play for two hours. <laughs> I, I used two hours of my life watching... I, I don't... I don't... Sheffield United play. Okay. <laughs> I could. I would have rather. I would have honestly rather watched a baseball game. Yeah, I would have watched if, the Miami if, Marlins over that. Yeah, even if my Yankees weren't playing. If I had to watch the Phillies play the Marlins or like <laughs> Marlins <laughs> Orioles. Yeah, Marlins Orioles. I I would do it just because it. I I know baseball more than I know who plays for Sheffield United. Yeah. Little I don't even know where Sheffield is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it makes you, if it if it helps you, I haven't heard of Sheffield until today. So <laughs> I mean, like yeah, exactly. But everyone knows Miami. Everyone knows everyone knows Baltimore. You put on a nice Orioles Marlins games. It takes you it takes you three hours, but like I'll watch it. It's the only thing on TV. I'll watch it. Oh, man. And Orioles games are so fun because Yankees hit better there <laughs> at their home park. Yeah, I actually true. Get my Yankees back on TV right now. Oh yeah, man. And like with this shortened season, players like Herman, he, he's got. Yeah, all players with like pre-existing injuries basically missing the entire year right now. Oh yeah, or suspensions or stuff. And this makes yeah. like the Astros um, manager suspension worthless. Yeah, like, a, too. yeah I mean, exactly. This year doesn't they matter. They should stretch it actually. They should yeah. stretch it another year because it, it's just there's a lot going on with baseball that it's just a lot of issues. It's a dying sport, sadly. Um, there are ways. I feel like there are ways they could revive it um i don't know what those ways would be but i think i if you work full-time for major league baseball as its commissioner you should have everything prepared you shouldn't have every possible fail safe to save your job if not the game you love at least save your job I mean, it sounds like it shouldn't be as hard as it is. It sh- it isn't. So many. I don't know where commission. It's not even just baseball commission. Like commissioners for all sports, it's not a difficult job to do. But I don't know. Somehow these guys find a way to screw it up. <laughs> I mean, the, I just can't believe how long this has gone on. I mean. I get yeah. notification about a new MLB or MLB Players Association offer pretty much twice any- a day. I don't even check it anymore. It's it's yeah. too much. 
I mean, like, it's the most worthless changes to it, too. It's like... Well, it's like this last one was bumping it from 60 to 70 games. Yeah. I mean, I'll take 10 extra games, but, like, I don't know. If that's going to start. Race, I, don't care. I don't care if it's a 20-game season. They just need a start. And I, feel like the, the long amount of, I feel like the long amount of games is what drives away a lot of potential fans, you know? Yeah, no, it, it is. Nine innings is too much. Especially yeah, sure. baseballs. Baseballs, it's a very tactical. Nobody realizes it, but it's very, very tactical. And it's like watching two people play chess. I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you there. Right. But then, like, like, what could you say about cricket games? I also think this is why cricket see, is No, but that's the thing. Cricket, cricket used to be a lot longer. Cricket match, test matches used to be like three, four, five days. Now you have T20. It's done in a day. And that's a lot. You slimmed it down to 25% of the time that it was before. Oh, yeah. So if baseball can find a way, I'm not saying make a baseball season three innings or four innings. That'd be too little. Well, that would be like no scoring. Those first few innings yeah, are normally pretty exactly. low. Exactly. So, but even in a nine inning, how many nine inning games have 10 plus runs? Ooh, when they juice the balls when they go to London. Oh, genius. Yeah. Yeah. And kill, I mean, kill when, pitcher ERAs. When those make, games just happen to be like, like the worst pitcher in the league. Oh, yeah. I hated those games. You just gotta um, embarrass the the Red Sox every time, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, if it's a battle of home runs, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are gonna win every single time. Yeah, it's it's not even a competition at that point. Um, but seriously, like, make make it instead of nine innings, make it six innings, or instead of do four innings and five outs per inning or five outs per change. You know, like, there's so many things you could do. Make it easier to score. I, I I'd be the, totally fine with that. You make it easier to score, you get one point per double and two points per home, I'm down. I think the biggest thing that draws people away from getting into it is not understanding the scoring system because it's so different than other sports. There's no, like, goal and or stats, anything like stats that. Stats are, like, so you – you have to be, like – mathematically inclined to learn baseball statistics oh, yeah i did a like whole era and things like like you yeah. can do you can write a ib math ia on <laughs> baseball. i actually did an ib math ia on there war. you go there you go was, it took a little bit to understand that stuff it's it's insane the easiest stat you can get is batting average <laughs> what are you serious batting Batting average is the easiest stat because it's just, it's just, hey, he went two for three today. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stats to calculate. What do you guys think makes basketball so appealing then, like in comparison Dude, to other sports? Fast pace, it's high scoring, it's it's entertaining. How many times do you watch? I could watch LeBron James dunk a basketball for 60 minutes any day of the week, any day so. of the week. But home runs are so few in baseball. It's like I love it when Aaron Judge Aaron Judge hits that home run. Mm, it's amazing. But when like is Gleber it worth Torres, like watching everything else? When when Gleber Torres hits a single, I'm like cool. But that's that's like watching a pass in basketball, you know? Ah, I see. Yeah. It's the pace of the game. For sure. And there yeah. are slow sports like soccer. I'm not saying soccer is super fast paced, but when it's soccer a sport. when soccer gets fast paced, when stakes rise, it 
when stakes rise, it's it's something to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. No, no, soccer is at some points it's it's incredibly intense. Like when there's yeah. like a really good back and forth in between the teams, like when they're that evenly matched. I feel like soccer is almost like a wild card for a lot of like games. But the thing yeah. about baseball for me is like I just think the games are too long winded. Like I'm not willing to put in that much time for a game where like the scoring is so low and there's not like a constant back and forth, you know? That's like what's appealing about soccer and basketball is that the ball or like whatever the the object of the game is keeps switching positions. Somebody keeps taking it, somebody keeps moving with it. When in baseball, it's not like that. It's like periods yeah. of time, you know? It's yeah. stru- it's too structured. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of things that are long-winded, uh, some movies that are coming out, I'm having to wait too long to watch these things this summer. Sure. I swear they moved they moved Tenet back only by two weeks, but that made me so angry. Because that was the one thing I was looking forward to this summer. Oh, yeah. John David Washington in a Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I am so ready to watch that movie. For sure. No, I mean, I was really looking forward to Tennis specifically because, I like, honestly, the trailers were fantastic. Like, they mm-hmm. revealed just enough to keep you, like, there. Yes, exactly. But not too much, you know? And it was perfect. Forget that. I, I, saw that perfect. I saw that, like, five-second trailer, which is just, like one one image and then the and then tenant across the screen the one image was john david washington and i was like i'm watching this movie i don't care what it is i don't care what it's about it has john david washington in it i'm gonna watch it speaking of movies how do you guys feel about like modern horror movies like in a in a sense like how do you feel about them uh, i was kind of excited about that new Candyman one that got yes i was that that's something i was gonna talk about i was interested i saw i saw the trailer only once for that, so I may I may watch that trailer again. It it seemed really interesting. I I like how there's become there is now a dichotomy between horror movies and psychological thrillers. Before oh, yeah. there wasn't mm-hmm. that like differentiation, so horror movies would try doing too much, and that would just make them bad. But now yeah. psychological thrillers have like its own little genre, and it's beautiful. Like the movies that are coming out or that have come out as psychological thrillers are beautiful i watched this really nice uh spanish it was a spanish movie called the platform oh yeah yeah uh yeah it's a psychological thriller and it's beautifully well done like it's absolutely phenomenal um and i like how it stayed as a psychological thriller it didn't incorporate those horror aspects because in my opinion a horror movie is something that's scary but it's like fictional scary right psychological thriller is a realistic plot line of course it's going to be a little, it's going to be slightly dramatized and far-fetched but it's still something that could theoretically happen right yeah mm-hmm. i mean uh my distinction from like a, a horror movie and a psychological thriller is like a horror movie kind of like wraps up i guess towards the end you know a psychological thriller yeah. leaves you with questions yeah yeah it ends. Well, I mean, a horror movie, it's so internalized. I mean, you're not really going to stay scared about it. There's, I mean, it's not like you see Halloween and go, oh, I'm hearing that soundtrack in my mind, better run. (laughs) I mean, you know, you don't stay scared, but the psychological stuff kind of stays with you for a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Personally, I've never been a big fan of, like, those demon picks. Like, I just, like, demon horror movies are just, it's not that they're scary, it's just that, 
the story is always the same. It's the little girl gets possessed, climbs on the walls. They call the priest. It doesn't work. Then the parents do some crazy stuff, and all of a sudden she's okay. Or sometimes she's not, and she overruns them, and then she crawls towards the screen, and the movie ends. Oh, you know? Did y'all ever watch that movie Brightburn? That was yeah. using a similar formula, but I, I expected more from that one. I did. I I saw the trailer, and I was like, damn, this looks awesome. This is honestly something that's going to change up the formula to a certain extent. But it didn't? No. <sighs> Not enough. Not yeah. enough to set it apart from anything else. I'll say that much. Yeah. You know? Honestly, after The Conjuring came out and was so successful, it was very difficult for other horror movies to come close to it. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. And, of it course, you, know, you, have the original, you have the original, like, the great horror movies, um, like... The original Paranormal Activity, oh, yeah. and you have uh, The Grudge, and you have Saw, which honestly is just like a lot of blood and gore. It's not even <laughs> that scary. Um, but it's like a, it's a it's a master of its own art form, you know. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Whether it's a good art form or not, you know, we can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just depends on um, what you enjoy. Yeah, and Hopefully then like not that. <laughs> If you like that, I, I'm scared of you. Um, Blair Witch, though, was one that really changed things. Oh, man, people thought um, that was real when it came out, too. Yeah, because honestly, if you do watch it, it, I mean, it, it doesn't they tell you it. They tell you it's based on a real story, so like you, you're kind of at their mercy after that. <laughs> it's like it opens with these events were based on – these were based on true events and all this stuff. Like, that gets you thinking. You're like, dang, man, I'm not ready for this. Um, but that's a great movie. It's a great movie. I don't know. I think one of the best psychological thrillers to come out recently, or not recently, but ever, was probably Shutter Island. Yes. It's yes. Like a phenomenal. I wrote DiCaprio, my extended essay on uh, Who is it? Kingsley. Uh, the, oh, my God. Kingsley. 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 Yes. Yeah, there. What is it? Ben Kingsley, right? So, yeah, yeah, such he's a, a good third movie. too, right? He's like, been no, he's actually Indian, bro. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Krishna Banji yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There it he's is. Cool I mean, but yeah, that's that movie crazy. is amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, one of the best movies ever made, I'd say. Like yeah, I'd go as far as it's uh, it's Scor- it's probably Scorsese one of Scorsese, if not Scorsese's best movie. It's one of the Scorsese four, like considered his four yeah, best movies. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I'd man. say. I'd That's say, worth the watch. That's oh, worth yeah, for the sure. watch. Another Leonardo oh. DiCaprio movie worth the watch, The Great Gatsby. Uh, Inception. Uh, all of them. Can you just oh, say Inception. all of them? Please? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, DiCaprio I think it's a running gag movie? that he never got his Oscar, but I kind of hate it that he got it for Revenant of all movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Inception was Arguably his that. worst one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, he acted well. I'll say that much. But the I mean, movie honestly, itself is I mean, just not. He's a good actor. So, like, oh, yeah. If he doesn't act well, then there's an issue. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's him true. in Revenant wasn't it wasn't better than him in Shutter Island. It that's wasn't true, better than him Shutter in Island was Gatsby, an entire like him in The Wolf of Wall Street, Inception. There's there's a whole list. Um, like even Titanic. Like I don't get. It. Oh, Titanic was amazing. I don't. Yeah, that's it it's stupid it that he didn't get an Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. What's but he was so Gilbert young grape? back then too. What's eating Gilbert Grape? How did he not win for that? <laughs> I just know. I think the biggest injustice here is definitely um, what's it called? Is definitely the loss of uh, Inception. 
like not getting an Oscar for his performance in Inception. That was unfair. Did Inception yeah. itself even win any Oscars? It sh- did it? If it didn't, I'm should have. Let's talk it up. Look, special effects wise, that movie blew my freaking mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was tripping for Academy Awards for uh, best, sound best sound mixing, best visual effects, best cinematography, and best sound editing. It, it deserves all of this. Yeah. It didn't win for best picture though, which is interesting. Or screenplay. I wanna, I wanna know who won best picture that year. I don't know. Have y'all yeah. heard about recently? You know, you can't go to normal movie theaters. You see that drive-in movie theaters are actually kind of coming back a little bit. I mean, there's still a few, but, like, they're gaining a new prevalence. That's, they're really the only option for some people. Is Do you think that's going to last, though? Like, I get that. It's out of necessity. But, like, oh. come on. When the movie theater opens, you're not going to a drive-in that's like... I mean, where is the nearest drive-in to us? It's like... Four it's like an hour like you go to a drive-in you're not really i don't know i can't really enjoy the movies as much at a drive-in as oh yeah a for sure but and i don't feel like, like i feel like you go to a drive-in for movies you haven't seen i mean you have already seen you know yeah trying, like you go there for the experience gas money you're trying to kill your car battery what are you trying to do there well, it's like, like you're going there to not get coronavirus and watch a movie but then you go in those bathrooms and you mm-hmm. realize you made a bad decision you eat that you eat that weird food like, or just pull up in an RV, bro. I don't understand what the confusion is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything's basically online, though. You can watch anything you want. Oh, okay. yeah. That feels I don't know how I feel about that. Kind of bad, though. I mean, yeah, I'm not... I'm in no way advocating the use of illegal websites. But, like, if you really want to go watch a movie, and you're going to pay money to go to a drive-in an hour away, just pay yeah. money. Pay money for Cinemax or stars or whatever it's on and mm-hmm. either rent it buy it rent it i don't care what you do with it rent it for the night watch it it's like two bucks three bucks have a watch party yeah, yeah. Watch party. it sounds fun mm-hmm. but i don't know it's it's i i kind of like the aesthetic of a driving theater you know it's like yeah, it's it's, it's, it's nice. a vibe kind of situation you know oh right. come on yeah i mean i dropped the money speaking of movies movie theaters though amc announced that it was like it was dying financially it was going bankrupt really? and then all of a sudden they came back and they were fine so i don't know hmm. i think they may if they do anything they may file for like uh something i i want to i know where they got their money from bro where they get where they get the money concessions bro god <laughs> Charging me 15 bucks for a small popcorn right there. Oh, I'm just trying to eat some goddamn chocolate, bro. I don't know why bro. they have to. <laughs> why are Sour Patch Kids like seven bucks, man? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I understand. That's crazy. Dude, yeah. You, it used to be like, you, yeah, you take a girl out, you go to AMC. It's a nice movie. It's cheaper than getting dinner. No, not anymore. AMC oh, running you 50 bucks for two people now. Like you get snacks and everything. <laughs> Oh, like, shit. dang, a, a movie? I don't know about that one, bro. And she's like, I want to go see this movie. I'm like, bro. Yeah, you're like, you're like <laughs> I don't got money for that, man. So, bro, we watched this movie. You have to eat first and just be like, full when you get there. I can, take you, I can take you to dinner, like at a nice, semi, semi-nice semi place, or I can take you to AMC. You choose. <laughs> I can take you to it's both. either the know. dinner or crippling financial debt. Like That's, yeah, that's, either, that's what it either, is. Either we go to AMC and you can order off the dollar menu at McDonald's, or we can go <laughs> get some good food. Yeah, for real. Honestly, like the food at AMC, like 
they're acting like it's five star cuisine, dude. Dude, they they acting like those Pizza Hut personal pizzas. I can't just walk in with one taped to my like <laughs> stomach. Smoking <laughs> like someone who's definitely done that before. I definitely have not because I don't go to AMC. This is a waste of my time. The only uh, time I go to the movies is for early bird special on Sunday morning when all everyone else is at church and I get to watch Avengers Endgame with nobody else in the theater. Dude, I works. actually love that, like that whole uh, being in a theater alone is so fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> the ultimate feeling. Yeah, playing hide and seek. It's also kind of scary because if someone walks in, like you know, threatening, like you're like, oh shoot, huh. gotta watch my back. He doesn't have much options here. It's just me. I mean, if you're huh. going for a horror movie, it's like double the experience, bro. It's like four. Oh, oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's nice. You, know, you just gotta understand that the, the aesthetic like is like the Conjuring that scene. Uh, that scene in like the Conjuring where the the demon touches the girl on the shoulder and the dude touches you at the same time you're like oh yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> dude that'd be that's actually so that sounds like such a good prank dude oh my god that would suck that would <laughs> suck so bad it would actually suck yeah. but oh my god. it's entertaining bro yeah. that's the kind of stuff people want to see man on a completely separate note recently jay cole released a new track titled snow on the bluff that i know all of you have heard yeah, it's actually a really good song. Yeah. I don't really consider it a song. Like, call me crazy, okay? But it's to me, it's more of like a spoken word. Sure, it's like you know he's a rapper, he makes rap music, but this wasn't like a song. This isn't something you add to your playlist and listen to daily. This is something to just like make you think. Yeah, it's like it's more of a statement. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, it's just continuous like verse. State. Yeah, exactly. And let's be honest, he's rapping, but it's not like a difficult beat to rap to. It's literally just like if you were giving a rhythmic speech. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with that. I, I kind of like. I just honestly. I appreciated it. Like as as a song, yeah. like music wise, it was pretty good. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think the part that impressed me the most is like how much you managed to fit in. You know? Yeah. It's like. He always does this, like especially on KOD. You saw him spit, spit mm-hmm. absolute bars while spreading yeah. so many messages. Oh yeah. So, yeah, and so I thought it was like kind of crazy, like how it's like it basically felt like he never like took a sabbatical for as long yeah. as he did. Yeah. You know, and so he just cool. jumped right back into the game. Even though I still need an album ASAP. <laughs> ASAP. Oh yeah. I don't know. A lot of albums have let me down recently. Um, so. Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, again, with the whole no name thing though. You know, she just came out with that uh, comeback, I guess you could call it. I don't get that. She's she. First of all, who are you? No name. I don't. Mm. Sorry, your name is no name. Okay, meaning I don't know who you are. Nobody knows who you are. So okay. don't come at don't come at J Cole like that. Come on. Well, he didn't. He wasn't even like. It wasn't even a diss track. Like, what are you gonna come back to? It's like he even posted a thing. Saying he even said her, it's not a diss track. Yeah, it's just a conversation. Yeah. And she's like, she came out with this whole thing, like, you're still not listening. And I'm like, come on, man. They're yeah. trying to peg him for being misogynistic, which I think is... Yeah, but, like, that's whack. Come I on. I think what he said in that same tweet to her, like, saying to follow her afterwards, we may not agree with each other, but we got to be gentle with each other. Is something that people really need to remember. Just yeah, gentle. Absolutely. There needs to be civility in the conversations or discussions or even argumentation that goes on, especially with topics as sensitive as these. 
Um, huh? And I honestly think she she's asking for it. if J Cole if J Cole comes back and writes writes a diss track, which I don't expect him to at all. He the man is way He's too humble. The, that's He's honestly yeah. too humble. And uh, come on, that's that's way below his pay grade to to be responding sure. to that. Um, he shouts he she shouted you out once. Be thankful. Be oh, yeah. thankful. Any other rapper on your level would kill to have J Cole shout them out in any way, shape, or form. So like, oh, for sure. I don't know. So pay your dues. Stop it. Pay your dues. Move on. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I kind of this whole beef is kind of stupid to me personally because yeah, um, I don't get she's why really underestimating I, the godsend of a J Cole shout out. No, but like, oh, I, yeah. I get it. I understand what she's saying, and I, I agree with certain aspects of it, and it's a necessary thing that should be happening. And I agree. I absolutely. He brought up a point of view that I had never even considered before I heard him say it, and you know, she didn't say anything crazy on her track she didn't she didn't right. say anything like he did he she didn't make me think she just made me feel bad that she was even doing it so like just move on please like it's not a beef don't start something that's not there oh yeah for sure that that's that's something she like everybody got to remember especially like, especially with j cole because i will come for you if you start <laughs> something with Jake. i will personally come for you. that's my man's you do not mess with me, J. Cole. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. Cole is just such a legend to so many people. Like, the fact Automatic. That she has, oh, Automatic. He, he can say one word on a track, but it's going to be the best word on that track. Oh, oh, yeah. That's, of course, exaggeration. But still, he's amazing like that. He can do – he has mad skills on and off the mic. I love his – uh, also, He's also one of the few celebrities that's out protesting, not just one time for the gram. But this man's doing it weekly. Like, he's going out, and he's put everything on pause to pay attention. So she best – like, I know she wasn't talking about him when she was saying the things she was saying. Um, but I honestly couldn't think of a rapper who she could have been talking about. Because even the rappers you would expect to be, like, her to be talking about, like, guys like Lil Baby or uh, Lil Uzi Vert, Da Baby. I feel like Lil Baby like needed, said what he needed to say. Um, yeah, no, they did. They did a lot. I guess she wasn't like reading up on them because they did stuff. They they either donated or they spoke out in uh, support or some of them even like went to protest. And yeah, again, sure. she has to realize that not all of them are going to be publicizing this stuff. Oh, Jake sure. Holt oh, isn't yeah. even the type to put this stuff out there. And he mm-hmm. didn't even put it out there. It's like people like yeah, Complex like, are taking yeah. his picture. And Man, like, I didn't see that taking, on his stuff. Yeah, I, it's not on his Instagram. I follow him on his. Mans hasn't yeah. posted in a million years. Um, he's not doing it for the pop. Yeah, he's know. not doing it for that. If off. people want to take his picture at protests, then people are going to take his pictures at protests. You know, what What can you do about it? It's the same thing with Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar gets puts no hype out there on his own. It's all other people wanting to oh, showcase yeah. what a good person Kendrick Lamar is. And uh, I think that's what sets them two apart from everyone else, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, they don't have to publicize themselves. People want to publicize that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Then I'll preface this next thing. Since this is our first episode, no one would have heard this yet. We're going to end each episode with a weird thing we find on the Internet and a conspiracy of the week. 
So today's weird thing is that the company of Pablo Escobar's family is reportedly suing Two Chains over an Two Atlanta chains. restaurant name called Escobar Restaurant and Tapas. All right, I looked at the menu, and the food looks so good that the oh, next time I'm in Atlanta, I can get some enchiladas from there, bro. That would be dude. Some I am going to this place. Yeah, without a doubt. brunch menu too, man. It sounds dude, like you kind of have a to brunch go. menu. But yeah, they are suing them for uh, Escobar's likeness is apparently painted somewhere on the building. And uh, it's not the first time this one of these restaurants is uh, in trouble. They actually got shut down earlier this, uh, I guess, this summer because uh, they were breaking Atlanta PD's uh, social distancing rules. So the cops came in and shut it down for the night. Um, There's two of these restaurants. So uh, I wonder what type of compensation the Escobar family is. Yeah. Trying to, you know, of course, get from two chains. Um, he is only, he's not the prime, he's not a, the only owner, but of course, he's the most prominent owner because it's two chains. Oh, yeah. I know, this is great. I love this. Escobar. I don't know. I, don't know. I, feel, I feel like, like if, if they didn't paint Pablo on the side of the restaurant, I feel like that would have been fun. Uh, I, that, that completes the whole image for you. You can't have it without Pablo. <laughs> That's true. And honestly, I, I just put this down on my bucket list, so it's going to be with me for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm going Free to publicity. Play. They better not shut it down. No, no, you know what? I'm willing to fight the case, bro. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, for real. I, you know what? I want 2 Chains to go start a, a GoFundMe for a lawyer <laughs> to pay for the case. I think 2 see how can many... pay for his own lawyer, man. I, don't know, I just want to see how much he could rack up. He's 2 Chains. And he's just returning it to everyone, bro. That'd be so fire. That'd be such a two chains thing to do. The best thing about two chains though is he's never only wearing two chains. You know, <laughs> the best thing about two chains is he's so open minded, but he's down to do anything. He's actually such a vibe to live Crazy like that. Man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's there he doesn't time, care. Anymore. There was a time where his nails were like long, like he 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 didn't cut his nails, and they're like this long, and it, it was like two he's inches. Secretly long. He's secretly whoopy Goldberg's like son. That. He was very scared. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Again, like, him and Whippy Goldberg share too much of a resemblance for it not to be an actual thing. You're weird, man. Whippy Goldberg, look at It's crazy. It's I'm crazy. You go to Escobar's, find 2 chains, and tell him he looks like Whoopi Goldberg. See what if I meet 2 chains, first He's thing I'm going to do is... Bro, I hope he does, bro. I'll, I'll just save that. I'm going to save that handprint. Never wash that spot on my body ever again. All right? Get him to sign it after... I'm a, oh my god man. get him to sign so... it and then go get a tattoo of the autograph oh man just give him a tattoo needle dude no no, no. you can <laughs> yeah. sell that autograph like you can sell the pattern of it so then like that tattoo artist can now forever have two chains two chains autograph oh man hey That's you said ch- two chains i got his autograph you want that somewhere on your body i think this you idea is gonna make someone a lot of money someday i'm gonna put it on my back <laughs> Like, over the whole back. Escobar's Restaurant and Tapas. Go eat there if you're in Atlanta. They got two locations. What if you, like, tattoo chains on yourself, man? I never even thought about that. Two chains? Yeah, what if, like, so he, even if he takes off his chains, he still has two chains on. That's terrible. (laughs) That's genius. Oh, my God. Yeah. This conversation really escaped us. As Jacob said, we're doing a weird thing on the internet, and then a conspiracy of the week. So... Today's Conspiracy of the Week. We thought we'd start with something that y'all would be quite familiar with, as we all know. Um, a few weeks ago, 
the Navy declassified some videos and pictures. These videos and pictures turned out to be of these things we like to call saucers, flying saucers. So, uh, Jacob, real or fake? What do you What do you think? These UFOs? What you think? I mean, flying saucers are the best type of saucer, but <laughs> I don't know. Those didn't look too crazy. They kind of just looked like unidentified blips. I figure, you know, I'm an unidentified alien. flying objects. I mean, you know, I'm an alien. I'm driving by. I kind of peek at Earth. Look at the news. Look at all that. I leave immediately. <laughs> so I don't think we have to worry no, about it. But anything. if you're what anything you like, like, no, no, no. If you're anything like, like M Night Shyamalan's news, no, no, no. If you're anything like M Night Shyamalan's aliens, you're gonna see a planet <laughs> that is 75% comprised of things that you can't interact with, and still go there, just for the hell of it. <laughs> so oh I mean, we gotta we gotta factor in that there could be some really really stupid aliens. Oh man, if they got that golden record that got sent out. I wonder, like, what if they have, like, natural immunities to, like, coronavirus? That would be so crazy. Alright, so, Abby, what do you think? You, these UFOs in the videos, real or fake? Alright, uh, you know, this is my perspective on the matter. Uh, as much as I try, I, I want to believe that they're real, but as much as I try, yeah. I, do, I do think they're real, you know? You do so, think they're real? You think they're real? Yeah, you know, um, I'm gonna put my right. opinion out here, right? You I think that Earth is... Files as a kid? <laughs> Listen, listen. I think the Earth is flat. All right? Personally, I don't understand why this whole deal is here. Um, that's too much. I feel like it's. I feel like it. It just makes sense. I, you know. Oh no! I think you're gonna lose some listeners on this yeah, part. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, do I walk in a straight line or do I walk in a curved line? I don't understand. <laughs> here it is. Right. That when I get out of the car, the officer asks me to walk in. I mean, asks would ask. Sorry, to walk in a straight line. <laughs> It's a little bit of both. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it's the alien officer, right? Coming would, from those spaceships. Oh, okay. In my right? professional alientology opinion, because you know we all know I'm an alientologist. Oh, I bet. I gotta say. I mean, when did you get your degree? Although, uh, um, University of Phoenix, of course, the greatest university on earth. Said when? Um, How did you even get out of elementary, bro? Man. Bro, they don't discriminate. <laughs> All right. Keep going. There's no age discrimination. Anyway, um, I finished top of my class too, so uh, that should tell you about the graduates there. What was your final um, exam like? Uh, draw a UFO. Um, <laughs> Did it look like these? <laughs> um, well, in my professional opinion, I can definitely say that I do believe in aliens. Um. I think there is some form of life out there, aside from our own. Um, and though I do want to believe that these are real images, I don't think the government would declassify real UFO sightings. Come on, man. If, if, if the government had real UFO sightings, which they have, because Area 51 exists, so yes, aliens exist, and they're being, well, I don't know if they're being studied, but their spacecrafts are at Area 51 because we all know there's some shady stuff going on over there. Um, they wouldn't have declassified these if these were real UFOs. No, I, I think it was probably, I think it's probably like a drone or something like that. Was a, something small and obviously traveling at a very fast speed yeah. to where we could only get a. Uh-huh. Wait, Here's something you don't think it's you don't think it's Corvo and Yumulac? Dude, I wish. All right, Solar Opposites is an amazing show. 
invaders in. Yeah, the invaders <laughs> in. Just, just potentially. Oh or it could be Rick and Morty. We'd have no idea. So here's something that's really important to consider. Let's say their spacecrafts were in Area 51. Those spacecrafts would have to get to Earth, would have to be capable of like moving between galaxies because we've identified all forms of life in our other planets. They can just travel at light, light speed, Right, bro. so let's say so they travel at light yeah. speeds, right? You're mm-hmm. telling me that we at this point after having these for so long, would not have like figured out a way to equip those to our own machinery. We gotta, we gotta decrypt know, technology first. I'm sure. No, no, no. I'm you know sure. How long decryption takes for like just like yeah, Russian sure. from yeah, like yeah. English to Russian, <laughs> and we know how to speak Russian. Like, well, like no, yeah, no Russian, right? I mean, there's it no alien like, Rosetta Stone. Yeah, there's no alien Rosetta Stone. It's That's like not, we don't know that. We don't know that. It's like <laughs> it's like no, nobody knows how to read a what is it like ancient. Babylonian, no, no, right? no, no. Like there's a, yeah, no. There's a book that is entirely comprised of like plants and animals and and random creatures that has never been seen in the real world, and it's in a language that nobody has been able to classify to this yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. So uh, like, that has to be something. Yeah, Man. and there are like ancient languages that we would never be able to figure out in a million years. Um, oh yeah, there's no native Latin speakers so anymore. Like, so like think about think about an alien language that, like that's you could be thinking you could be messing with brains with extra mouth motor functioning that could make sounds that we don't even know are capable. Oh yeah. Man, or they could I, have like two tongues and it could be working at ooh. like the, two the, tongues the, sounds like the move though. Possibilities <laughs> are possibilities are literally endless when it comes to language you also no, have to man. consider that like I, they might be able to see colors and things that we're, we're not able to because our eyes are only photosensitive to a certain communicating point. they might not oh, be yeah. communicating with their with mouths at all they That's may true. be yeah. totally right. telepathic and the no, spaceship could literally just be a ship to protect them from <laughs> the elements of space and yeah. or their entire powerful. language could be comprised of like chemical spit and they could just be spitting on each other nah. and they yeah, could be they're like gargling like all yeah, exactly i bet yeah. they all speak just english with a british accent like in doctor who yeah That's they could they could also sense. be that For sure this is one yeah. of the, i think i think doctor who got it if right anyone if oh, anyone yeah. if, or if any being in the universe is figuring out a language first it's going to be aliens figuring out english oh yeah not figuring yeah, out sure. and if they figure that out we love you aliens yeah i love listen, aliens. men in black is like hey listen bro yeah. if you pull up Not to my house i have a supersonic screwdriver <laughs> i bought at a doctor who convention oh yeah so, <laughs> i got one of those too man i kind of keep it strapped so i really <laughs> wouldn't recommend it if i were you guys but it's up to you guys you know at the end of the day but i feel like our, our language if, it might if, be more complex than somebody 51 is so expansive but the ship is like the saucer is like this big, <laughs> like a regular saucer size. Sounds about like, right. What if the beans right? were like and like the you know, aliens are like super tiny? You guys ever watch Ben Ten as a kid? Oh yeah. Or what if? What yeah, if you remember Gray Matter? No. Yeah, yeah. He's the really, really smart, the short, small one. tiny alien, right? Oh, yeah, okay. They're all yeah. Gray Matter. He's like this big, <laughs> super tiny. Yeah, for sure. You know. Or but they I, could be like, what if the government already found out about him? Like, what's an insect? That's like very smart. Bees. Yeah, bees are pretty smart. No, I think it's those killer wasps or killer. Yeah, what if those those are aliens? And the government government got them, and they found a way to like talk to them. And all they needed was a new home, 
They weren't going to do much harm, right? They haven't done much. It's just you just let them free. Let them live here. Yeah, what if there's like a bunch of species that like came to our planet that we have no idea about? Right? Like everyone talks about. Everyone everyone has that stupid thing that like the meteor came and the dinosaurs jumped on and now they're all living in Jupiter or whatever. <laughs> like, what if it was the opposite? What if someone was li- What if animals or like even like single cell bacterium were developing on this rock and the rock cl- crashed into Earth and now the bacteria were here. So now they live here and then they evolved over time. And now it's some sort of we don't know. What if the core of the Earth is like just a superheated being that has existed here for like centuries? I'm pretty sure we know what the core of the Earth is. Like, what yeah, if we don't? It, like, like, this is no, not ego, the, thing, the living planet. No, no, no. Here's the thing. We can't trust anything we know. I mean, everything <laughs> we know is have been provided to us by somebody else. You know, there's <laughs> some things we've surmised on our own, but everything else is basically what, what other people tell us. the center of the Earth was a true story? Exactly. <laughs> what if there is no space, but what if it's just a freaking construction up there? Like what if the we, like, it's not flat, Avi. I'm not saying the Earth Sorry. is flat, you know. I, and even say, if the Earth was flat, it would collapse. No yeah. Like, so what if so, there's no Avi, such? what about what about the whole theory about like that Earth and like our solar system is sitting on some alien third grader shelf with like a B minus oh, science fair experiment. That's like on Stephen it. King's Under the Dome. <laughs> or like, what if he's just like some prepubescent kid that just figured out? What voice cracks actually do to you? That's our earthquakes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, what if we're like, what if like some kid in an alternate universe built a model of the solar system for a class project, and that exactly. is us. Started living. Yeah, hmm. exactly, exactly. And like so our, he didn't even get first place for it, bro. Oh uh, yeah, he got, like, so third. we're we're definitely a third place project. And yeah. solar winds we're, are just we're like bronze. Hmm. We are a bronze medal. Yeah, and solar That's winds are just like his fan. Uh, getting a little bit extra electricity <laughs> because he's kind of broke. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think kind now that we've made everybody things. question all their beliefs and the world and just everything, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to our first episode. Episode one. Yes, sir. Turn it up. It's going to get named after we wrap this. It's called the Phantom Scarface. There it is. Not gonna be called that. <laughs> it could definitely be called the Phantom Scarface, or it could be. It could. You know what? I'm done with this. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks to everybody for listening, and tune in to new episodes on Fridays at noon Central Time. Or just listen to it whenever you want. It's all good. Just whatever. <laughs>